Hello, boxing fans around the world. Welcome to another episode of Talking Fight featuring Christian from the Friday Night Panel. And we're talking about the Olympics. What do you got for us today, Christian? Well, it's a bit of a mixed bag of stories today, uh, actually, what's going on. Uh, starting off on a bit of a serious note, uh, unfortunately, uh, as, as most of you guys will know, because you're all boxing fans, the AIBA youth and there has been uh, a pretty serious injury, and that's still going on right now. Uh, Jordanian boxer Rashid Al-Swaisat is at this point in time still fighting for his life in hospital after he suffered a serious injury at the championships uh, being held in Poland currently. So Al-Swaisat was rushed to hospital and ended up going undergoing emergency brain surgery after collapsing in the uh, third round of his 81, under 81 kilogram contest against Anton Winogradov of Estonia. Now this was on Friday the uh, 16th. So Anna Manzer Kazuja, a spokesperson for the provincial complex hospital was quoted as saying that Al-Swaisat had been fighting for his life for several days now. It was also reported that local police were attempting to clarify the circumstances of the incident, which led to the injury to Elswysat. Now, there is no indication of any criminal misconduct, and there is no investigation in the prosecutor's office at this stage. Uh, Camille Tokarski, a spokesperson for the provincial police, said that police officers are planning interrogations, and the prosecutor's office is uh, also to deal with the case, that's not saying that there are being charges or anything like that laid, adding that the collected materials will be sent to the prosecutor's office in order to possibly take further actions. So in a statement, uh, the AIBA uh, said that they, at this point in time so far, they do not have any further updates on Al-Swysat's condition. Uh, but the spokesperson did say that as we keep uh, Rashad in our thoughts, AIBA continues to monitor the situation carefully and is providing full support to uh, the Jordan Boxing Federation and the Jordan Olympic Committee. So, Graham, a bit of a sobering reminder that this is a combat sport where injuries, sometimes serious, can happen. And it's the kind of thing worth bearing in mind, you know, the next time you find yourself on the couch or at the keyboard. And that's the proverbial you. I don't mean you, Graham. Uh at the keyboard, but also you, uh, on the couch or at the keyboard, you know, hurling abuse at an official that you may feel that stopped the fight early or something like that. So it's something to bear in mind next time you find yourself in that situation. And it's probably also worth mentioning here that if, if you are thinking about getting involved in boxing or any other combat, combat sport for, uh, for that matter, your first shot stop should be to a doctor for a full physical to make sure that you are in fact healthy enough to engage in that sort of activity. So, you know, like everyone else, thoughts and prayers for uh, Rashad Elswysat. We're hoping that uh, to hear that this brain injury, this uh, brain issue that he's having, was not directly related to what was going on in the ring. Hopefully, and hopefully, it enables him uh, his current medical condition to get better. Hopefully, we see him coming back to the rings and with a long career ahead of him still. So, fingers crossed, and you know, thoughts and prayers for for Rashad at this point in time. I wish I could say the news starts getting better from this point forward, Graham, but each day seems to bring another challenge to the Tokyo Olympics. As surging coronavirus cases in Japan threaten uh, planning for the Games, which, as we know, are due to open in just a little over three months at this point. A leg of the torch relay today was moved off public streets in uh, Matsuyama City in the Japanese prefecture of Haimi. And now it was to take place in a city park with no spectators or stage performances, an organizing committee statement had said. Um, 
Now, this was following the torch being detoured last week in Osaka, which we covered on the show. That's Japan's second largest metropolitan area, and it was only run in a city park. Some legs of the relay will also be taken off the public streets on May 1st and 2nd on Japan's southern island of Okinawa. The torch relay will feature a total of 10,000 runners crisscrossing Japan until it arrives on July 23rd at the opening ceremony in Tokyo. The relay began on the 25th of March in the north in northeastern Japan. Uh, though it has run with few incidents, organizers have cautioned that it may need to be rerouted further as conditions in the country continue to change. Olympic Minister uh, Tamayo Marakura last week said that all athletes might need to be tested daily. Japan's Kyoto News Agency on Tuesday reported that daily saliva tests for Olympic and Paralympic athletes are being planned, quoting, once again, officials with knowledge of planning. So this change is likely to appear in the second edition of the playbook, which we've talked about here, which is set to be published uh, by the end of this month. Now, these are the guides put out by the IOC that so far set out yeah, the vague rules uh, for the 15,000 Olympic and Paralympic athletes, as well as the tens of thousands of others to follow when they enter Japan. So, uh, and again, once that, I, we went through the last one on an earlier episode of the show, if you're looking to know what the playbook entails so far, and we will definitely bring you updates on the new playbook once we know what that looks like. So again sobering kind of uh, cautious optimism coming out of Japan. Hard to say, but I do have something that almost amounts to good news. At least it's news, Graham. I promise. At least it's not doom and gloom. And at our, our friends who are usually watch, you usually follow us from across the pond uh, over Last Bell Boxing and Big T, they'll already be well aware of this one here. Uh, 13 men and women from the Great Britain Boxing Squad have flown to Serbia to take part in the Belgrade Winter Tournament later this month. So that team is uh, set to include highly ranked brothers Pat and Luke McCormick, which again, our fans in uh, Britain will know all about these guys. Now, this tournament is part of the squad's preparations for the forthcoming European Olympic qualifier in Paris, of course, assuming that that actually takes place. So this qualifier in Paris will mark a return to action after more than a year as a result of the coronavirus outbreak for former Commonwealth gold medalist Pat McCormick, the tournament will be his first competitive outing since the final of the World Championships in September of 2019. So the welterweight boxer had to settle for a silver medal at that contest after it was halted due to a cut uh, when his opponent was unfortunately at that point ahead on the judges' scorecards. The 25-year-old is the number one ranked welterweight in the world, it has to be admitted begrudgingly, and is looking forward to stepping forward, no, sorry, is looking forward to stepping through the ropes after an 18-month layoff, which is the longest period that he has been inactive, apparently in over a decade now. Now, of this, McCormick said, It's been 18 months since I've competed, and I cannot wait to get back into the ring. During the first lockdown, I did have some time off, and it was good to have a breather. But and to give my mind a rest, but now it's good to be back. We were meant to box in a few tournaments, but they kept getting canceled. So I'm just glad that this one is going ahead. I'm buzzing at the thought of it. There will definitely be some nerves because anything can happen in boxing, but I've been training hard and I've been living the life, so I've got no excuses. Adding, it's a big period coming up, so the plan is to go get a gold medal in Serbia. Then we've got the qualifier in about 50 days, and then it's on to the Olympic Games and winning a gold medal there. 
confident to say the least. Pat's brother Luke will also be competing in uh, the lightweight division at this tournament as the pair look to leave their marks on Serbia, France, and Japan over the coming months. So Team Great Britain back in action after over a year. Now, as our friends across the pond have informed us, they have been in Ireland on training camps over the last little while, training with uh, the Irish, the Italians, among others. But uh, this will be the first uh, major tournament. I believe we got a, saw a couple members uh, from the Great Britain's team did box back in February at the Box Guide tournament in Hungary, but I don't think they actually went anywhere as officially as a team. So this is the first time we'll be seeing them out. So we'll be looking forward to seeing some big things from Team Great Britain. At least if uh, Carl over at Last Bell Boxing can be believed. <laughs> so ending off on a slightly positive note, uh, the Brits are back in the ring and they're back traveling again, more importantly, outside of uh, the British Isles. Well, presumably they're lined up... Uh head-to-head -head against some other formidable opponents uh, when they hit Belgrade. So there there must be a slew of uh, countries with boxing teams now registered and prepared. Oh, well, like any other like any other tournament, you're going to see guys like Pat McCormick will be seated. So you're not going to see them in the first on the opening day matches or anything like that. They're going to they'll, they'll get a bye go to like the quarters, well, depending on how many boxers are actually at this uh, tournament uh, are actually registered for this one. I actually haven't seen the numbers on that one yet. But uh, you know, some of these guys will be seated right from the right from the start, so you won't see them until a little bit later on in the tournament. But it should make for some good boxing. And being where it's located, you are going to see a lot of European boxers using this, as mentioned, as the warm up to the European qualifiers. Fingers crossed, due to happen in June in Paris. Uh, via Big Mikey over at uh, Knuckle Up with Mike or Four, actually, just after I finished putting together today's segment. I uh, went into my email and found an email from Mike via, sorry, via Mike from Ray over at Last Bell Boxing, actually mentioning this tournament and Pat McCormick. And I, I grabbed my information today from a different article, but a very similar article actually came from the lads in Britain. So they've been following this one pretty closely. And it just, you know, serendipity that I happened to find a similar, uh, similar information on the same day. But thank you anyway, Ray. And if you do see, uh, and uh, Carl, if you do see any other, uh, interesting news coming out of uh, Great Britain that you think we should be talking about here. Do feel free to forward those articles along. We'd be happy to have a look at them. Absolutely. So, so wind is up. Done. That just about winds us up for today. Like I said, you know, cautious optimism out of Japan as they're moving it off the streets again. Fingers crossed for the health prospects out of uh, out of Jordan. Uh, I guess he would be, uh, not be in Jordan at the moment, but for our Jordanian friend. And uh, fingers, you know, we'll see what the uh, the Brits uh, give us over the next week at uh, in Serbia. Right on, excellent. Thanks very much. Appreciate it. Uh, just a quick little reminder: we do have that uh, profile section up on our Talk and Fights site for those boxers out there who want to register. Upload your clips so that we can have a look at you, especially those uh, boxers who might be uh, competing right now in tournaments around the world. Uh, we can we can show your uh, independently shot clips here on this segment if you're competing in tournaments that are qualifying for the Olympics. So just a quick little reminder. Uh, other than that, uh, if that's everything, we'll see you tomorrow night, Christian. We'll talk then. Thank you.